Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcon's Flyover. John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery Show coming to you live on this Wednesday evening. I mean, we're in pig slop heaven. We've got AEW wrestling on one TV. We've got Braves baseball on the other TV, although the uh, Braves game is a little bit less competitive than AEW right now. Was uh, Spencer Strider has been punched all around. Uh, less than three innings pitched. He's already down four to nothing um, in the game. So they got some work to do against the uh, last place Cardinals. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text line to be a part of the show. This is your night look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. Day-Day, the Pro Football Focus preseason awards are here. Let's go. All right, Sam Monson's got his preseason awards. All right, he's got MVP, Pat Mahomes. Okay. Uh, Offensive player of the year. And I don't understand why these two are different, but Offensive player of the year is Garrett Wilson for the Jets. Um, but Mahomes is the MVP. Why would he not be the offensive? Anyway. All right. Defensive player of the year. Uh, Miles Garrett for the Cleveland Browns. How about who do you think is the offensive rookie of the year oh. for Pro Football Focus? Bijan. Exactly. Yeah. In the game's most run-heavy offense, Bijan could – Lead the league in rushing as a rookie last season in college. He, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, he's an excellent uh, hands and route runner and all that good kind of stuff. So, who do you think is going? Who do you think they have picked for defensive rookie of the year? Uh, think local, not not Falcons. Oh, um, uh, got taken by the Philly, uh, Jalen. Yes, yeah, Jalen Carter. They have him. Um, he said, this one is usually the toughest call to make before the season. Often the best defensive rookie is somebody who uh, is somebody who was difficult to see coming, and there are several possible candidates. But Jalen Carter has as much talent as any rookie, and the Eagles need him to contribute early, given they allow Javon Hargrave to leave in free agency. Um, who do you think leads the league in rushing, according to Pro Football Focus? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, But I'm – Bijan? Uh, yes, Bijan Rogers, really? good guess. Good guess. As noted earlier, the Falcons are the most run-heavy team in the NFL last season. The offense calls uh, more run plays than they do pass plays. 
Yeah, but again, you're you're dividing up the carries. I I, I don't believe that he's going to be able to lead the league in uh, in rushing. Uh, could be, but I don't see that happening. Uh, receiving yards leader Garrett Wilson, and guess who they have as the sack leader this year? Who do you think they have as the sack leader? Uh, could have drafted him. Said we could have. Yeah. Uh, could have. What year could we have? Well, I'm gonna say Michael Parsons. No. Micah Parsons for the okay. Dallas Cowboys. Miles Garrett will certainly be in the conversation, as will Nick Bosa and T.J. Watt. But Micah Parsons may be the best player suited to top this list. <sighs> I, but again, though, Day Day, uh, you know the sack stat. I mean, probably a little bit overrated, and you know, probably not really important. The more you look huh? at the advanced analytics. What? The more you see how valuable sacks are. And- oh, oh boy. Uh, Parsons led the league last season. Hey, how about this one? Okay. He led the league last season with 90 pressures. 90. <sighs> Again, though, I, sacks are probably something that. The more you look uh, at the advanced analytics, what? the more you see how valuable sacks are. And- <sighs> okay. Parsons also dropped into coverage more than 60 times compared to four for Bosa and Garrett. Something uh, set to change this season. Garrett may be my favorite for Defensive Player of the Year, but Parsons will be hot on his heels and maybe uh, maybe with the league's lead in sacks. So, okay, um, there you go. So, listen, the Falcons are well represented. You know, leading rusher, rookie of the offensive rookie of the year. So. Okay, feeling pretty good about ourselves. All right, um, you know, we talked to Rory McElhaney about this with the injury update. So, again, Cordell Patterson was a limited uh, participant in practice. Um, he's coming back, obviously, from the soft tissue injury and all that. So, again, um, we'll see if he plays. I mean, we'll get – they. Arthur Smith was talking about the idea of Friday will probably be when we find out more about – whether or not he's going to play. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's get to some audio here. Here's uh, Arthur Smith talking about building Kyle Pitts to be ready for week one. Yeah, he's had a productive camp. You know, there's a lot of things that when you're coming off of injury, the same thing with TQ. Um, again, as you're trying to build the entire team up, but, you know, individually, you know, guys, as we're getting ready for week one, I mean, I unless you played every snap in the preseason, I don't know many people are going to be Truly 100% ready for 65 snaps. You know, that's a, always an end of the game, and there's a fine line there. And there's a lot goes into week one. Uh, but everything we've done to try to build up this point, we feel good about where we're at. And uh, like I said, I think that we've had a productive camp. Well, look, um, with all due respect to Taquan Graham, um, Kyle Pitts is slightly more important. I like Taquan Graham a lot. Uh, I need Kyle Pitts. I need him to be Travis Kelsey. How, how, how many times have I said that over the offseason, Day-Day? Two Quite things, a bit. Two, two things. I need Travis Kelsey, or I should say, I need Kyle Pitts to be Travis Kelsey, and I also, you know, need the Falcons to be able to sack people because, again, you know, we – well, we've talked a little bit about sacks and all that kind of stuff just as far as – The more you as, look at huh? the advanced what? analytics, the more you see how valuable sacks are. And- okay. All right, here's Arthur Smith talking about how CP floats around different positions since he's the Joker. Depends on the day. Some days he meets with me. Some days he meets with 
TJ. Some days he meets with Mike Petrie. Some days he meets with Led. Um, not you, but uh, Wayne Leffert. Um, Marquise. So. Can he come off the edge and get us a sack or two? I mean, why not? You can't, listen, you can't have too many guys that sack the quarterback, right? We've talked about that before. All right, uh, here's Arthur Smith talking about Bijan dealing with the spotlight since his freshman year in college. And that's what happens when you take somebody high. There are great expectations. You know, that's when you make those investments. So you got to make sure it's the right person. You got the right plan. So far, so good. Again, just like the question about the communication. It'll be the first big test, a real stressful environment. He passed them all so far. And he's exactly who I thought he was. And in some ways, he's even more mature than I realized in handling expectations and pressure, because that's not easy. It gets harder and harder, especially, you know, with everything at your fingertips now. I mean, if you live in, through your screen, it could be a toxic wasteland. And so there's a lot of things to handle on the mental side. And I had to give Bijan a lot of credit. He does a good job handling that stuff. And he's excited. I mean, there'll be nerves like there will be for any rookie or even guys going into their 10th or 16th year. Well, look, um, I, and I don't say this in a bad way, but I don't think they're going to put too much on his plate. I think they're going to let him do what he does. And, and I think they're going to run the football with him. They'll get him a little bit involved in the passing game. But I don't think week one they've got him running all over the field and doing all kinds of crazy things and lining up. Like, I, I think it will be pretty simplistic. And I think he will, like to Tory's point, I think he will have a, a pretty prominent role in the run game. But I don't think they'll put too much on him right away. They don't have to. They've got a 1,000-yard running back. They've got plenty of pass catchers. Like, they don't have to just throw him out there and, and just get him all, you know, you know, icky kablooky out there and just kind of make it nothing. Just play within yourself. Play within yourself, young fellow. All right, here's uh, Arthur Smith on uh, play calling being a collaboration. Yeah, so every staff I've been on, Jeff, it's the same thing with game planning. I, you know, I think sometimes, you know, this is a, I say this because it's just the business model, but this is a paranoid and insecure business. I mean, I think you've heard me say that. So a lot of times, and I don't know the genesis of it, but there's probably been some people that deserve way too much credit. You know, they get in those production meetings and they want the credit when things are going well and they don't, they want the blame shift when it doesn't. But I think when you have a real staff and real chemistry, you know, it's ultimately somebody's paid to make the call. Well, uh, okay. Who are all those people in the production meetings and all that kind of stuff? Where's where's all those um, people at? All right, here's Arthur talking about Ryan Nielsen being elevated into calling plays full-time. You know, that's the next step, you know, they want to make, you know, and there's been coaches that haven't been coordinators that become great head coaches or whatever it may, may have been, but that's a natural step. If people have goals, there's a lot of guys on our staff that have goals, you hope they have goals. It's our job, hopefully, to win enough where you develop and people naturally poach people from your staff and you develop them. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. And sometimes you just, there's been guys that maybe the, a retread's not the right decision for you, where you want what you want to get, or the culture you want to set in that room. Um, and I will say that you know the logistics of calling defense in is a little bit different than offense. But you, you're, you're looking at emotional intelligence. You know, can you keep your composure on game day? That's another thing that can seem some crazy or hurt some crazy things on the headset. Um, you try to keep a command and keep it uh, cool under pressure, you know, and I think Ryan's done a good job of that. And, and again, if you've got the support behind you, you don't feel like you're on an island. Well, again, Jerry Gray, 
it all goes back to Jerry Gray. And that's a guy that's been a D.C. play call. I mean, he's done everything. I, I think he's the I think he's the, the glue that holds everything together in place. But we will see. All right, here's uh, Desmond Ritter talking about how Arthur puts us in tough positions in practice to get us ready. Yeah, like I said before, you know, Coach, you know, tries to make everything as hard as he possibly can on us. Um, so then, when it time, when it comes time for the game, uh, the game kind of comes by a little smoother. Or we've seen, you know, this look before that look. Um, so you know, when we go into practice and we're beating up on each other every single day, we know that it's just like iron sharpens iron, and it's you know best for you know not only ourselves but the whole team. Did anybody ask Desmond if the Bears lose, or are, are we going to do right longer? Anybody ask that? Is the bear loose? Here's uh, Desmond Ritter talking about how he's got less anxiety entering his first game in year two. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot, a lot less, you know, anxiety. Um, you know, for me, it's just about being prepared, um, and which I feel like, you know, we're continuing to do. Obviously, it's early in the week, um, but you know, by the time Sunday comes, uh, you know, not only myself, but you know, all other ten guys on the field with me um, will be just as prepared, and you know, it'll be fun. But look, um, this is what he's born to do, right? You know, he's set up for this to be the starter for this team, and obviously he's had a ton of experience and he's had plenty of big games throughout his college career, so he's ready for this. You know, I I don't think that, I mean, yeah, is there a nervousness or this, that, any other? Sure, but at the same time, this is what he does, right? This is what he does. He leads his team to victory, and again, let's hope we see plenty of that coming up this season. All right, um... Here's Desmond talking about what he learned from being a backup last year. You know, obviously, um, you know, I was pretty good with our game plan as far as what we wanted to do as an offense. And then you started talking about, you know, what they wanted to do as a defense. And I think that's where, you know, as a rookie, um, sometimes, you know, that's where they can get you at is, you know, showing you different looks, mixing up different things, bringing it from a different way. Um, and, you know, I felt like I've done a, a good job of, you know, not only learning and understanding our offense to a T, um, but, you know, other defenses as well. Well, look, let me tell you what else he learned by being a backup. He learned that he was eventually going to start because Marcus Mariota sucked. He knew that he knew all along that, hey, if I just bide my time, this Marcus Mariota character sucks. He sucks. Uh, in the words of the great, the late, great Terry Funk, he's an egg-sucking dog. So, again, buy your time. You know, when you've got it, when you've got a pitiful starting quarterback, again, you know, just wait it out, and eventually your time will come through all of this. All right, when we get back, we will hear more from Arthur Smith as he joined Dukes and Bell earlier, what he had to say to the guys as we get ready for game number one, Falcons and Panthers. Dukes and Bell will be up in Flowery Branch throughout the season. Are they in the closet? or So they came out of the closet for for. Arthur Smith's interview. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Um, Well, if we ever go up there again, we'll probably be in the closet. But anyway, Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, Nine Time the Game, the Odyssey.com app.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. You know, this is my favorite Rolling Stones song. Brown Sugar, baby. 404-726-0929. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text on. Well, uh, Spencer Strider's already out. Two and two-thirds innings. Six runs, six hits, three walks. Did have five strikeouts. Gave up a home run to Goldschmidt. 65 pitches. Not a good outing for uh, Spencer Strider. So Braves are down six to nothing right now. So we'll uh, keep you up to date uh, as long as we are here, and we'll see what happens. But uh, not looking good for the Atlanta Braves right now at this point. As um, Strider was awful, Soroka was awful, and um, maybe Strider will end up on the uh, IL list when all is said and done, because that's usually what happens when somebody pitches bad. So, but we'll see what happens with uh, all of that. All right, um, we'll hear from Arthur Smith, and then we'll respond to everything. So Arthur joined Dukes and Bell earlier today as they will be live on Wednesdays from Flowery Branch as they will talk to the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons for his weekly conversation. And the guy started off by asking him, I mean, you know, can he sense and feel the excitement that the fan base has? Yeah, I do. I do. And so, you know, it it helps, um, you know, you try to – Obviously, we're up here busy working, but, uh, you know, I love living in Atlanta, and uh, the, the people are so great. You feel the energy, you know, this weekend, kind of the last weekend, the calm before the storm, and so, uh, you know, as we work and then try to try to get out and, and do something to feel normal, but you could feel it. You know, people, you know, maybe, maybe they just wanted to say nice things. That's one I do appreciate about <laughs> living in Atlanta, but, no, you, the, the energy is real. It is Arthur Smith with us. One of the things that came in yesterday with about 500 Falcon fans, they came up to us and go, hey, man, I know what you say on the air. What do you really think about Ritter? I go, look, it doesn't matter what I think. The guy who matters we're going to talk to tomorrow, and that's you. What have you seen? What is different? The progressions? Have there been any advancements that you've seen him take this uh, this summer? Absolutely. You know, it helps uh, going in, you know, knowing that they're a starter and, and being the second year in the system. And we've evolved a lot. We've added a lot. But the, the language is, is similar. He's been around. Me and Dave were going and the expectation and going in. And so, 
you know, all the reps you get as the, as the starter. And he naturally, he's got a lot of natural leadership habits. And, and it, it rubs off on people. And that's what you saw at Cincinnati. And that's going back to him as a high school player. And, you know, the thing is, in this league, I think and you guys have covered sports for a long time. And somebody put it this way, you know, the same number of teams as it was 20 years ago, let's call it 100x more people that cover it. And in a lot of ways, it's great, you know, and then the game has grown and whatever. And so you're getting a lot of opinions and it's what the marketing that makes the league and the excitement that's a draft. And for whatever reason, sometimes it's hype. But the beautiful thing about football is we got to go prove it. You see it every year. You know, there's guys that get taken and it's a crapshoot. You know, if you're the first quarterback taking the draft, it's 50-50 over the last 20 years. And then, you know, on and on and on. We have conviction in Des and a lot of times with different quarterbacks, they've been in a different situation. Who knows? And we feel like we've got a really good situation with Desi. We feel like he fits what we're trying to do. So we're excited about him. Coach, uh, last year, I don't think anybody expected us to run the ball the way we did, right? Third in the league, finished the, the season. And now I'm looking at this old line and I'm going, are we better? Coach, are we better than what we're going to be, what we were last year up, up front with the old line? Well, you know, certainly that's, there's a reason we invested in Chris the way we did. And certainly Jake and, you know, when he's been here and, uh, Still think Jake had a heck of a camp. He's playing really well. Hopefully he's got a lot of uh, his dad, Bruce, his uh, longevity in him. And uh, and then with Caleb coming back, so there's familiarity. You know, Drew, you know, playing the center position for most offenses, especially what we ask him to do, that's like being a quarterback. And you can see the command Drew has now as a season under his belt as a starter. And Drew's going to be one of those hopefully long-term unsung heroes. Smart as hell, and it's not just because he went to Stanford. Drew, Drew's a tough guy. <laughs> And you need a guy in the middle. I mean, that's that's such an important position for us. And then, you know, he, now he's playing next to Burge and uh, he's next to Jake. So when you got an experienced vet like Jake Matthews, who's left tackle, and then Drew's got a hair on his belt and he's got command, it certainly helps a rookie guard. We talked a lot about Hennessy, obviously, because he got banged up. It seemed like things got moved up a little bit for Bergeron. Did that help him? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it expedited his rep count with, with the ones and um, – you know, we were going to let that play out. And it's unfortunate what happened with Henny. Um, so, but we, we feel good about the depth and what we, we value here the lines of scrimmage and we want to develop guys. I mean, it's such a different player coming out of college football on the lines of scrimmage, whether it was COVID or whether, you know, there's a million different theories. But I think you're seeing some of the line development, the line development being a little behind. But there's, we invest a lot in it and the, and the, the gains that, you know, Ryan Newsel's made since he's been here. Mm. Like he had a really good preseason. You know, Tyler Rabel going into the second year. Shafe, these guys that we feel good about. Kyle Hinton is a guy we brought in. We, we had our eye on last year, and we signed him. Those are the unsung. But when you have depth, you need depth in line of scrimmage, both sides. And uh, that helps. And it's unfortunate with Henny. But with Burge, Burge is a guy that played a lot of snaps in college. So he got a lot of starts under the belt. It's going to be different on Sunday. But when you're going against David Anyamata and Grady every day, that's a, that's a good way to get ready to play. Coach Arthur Smith, head football coach of our Atlanta Falcons. Guys here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's Dukes and Bell. We're going to do this each and every week, visiting with Coach uh, after games and, and game weeks. Coach, what about this uh, this Joker thing? We, we've been up here all day, okay? We've been at Flower Branch all day. We got word a little bit earlier when you were talking to the, the other media members about this Joker thing. Explain to our audience what this is all about, Coach. Well, you know, too many people, sometimes I like, you know, there's the old conventional wisdom kind of bores me sometimes. <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of hybrid players. And so, you know, I didn't uh, – it started as a joke. Uh, D-Led thinks he's, uh, you know, an expert. He's still covering like it's 1993. He's talking to Ron Wolf and, and – uh, 
those guys up in Green Bay. Yes. And so, yes. you know, he, you know, he, it's just I was just messing with him and just said, you're really going to put Patterson as third. He's not a third team anything. And then CP does a lot of jobs for us. So I right. uh, just tried to find a, a new position and call it the Joker. Gotcha. And he could, was talking could, about Cordell Patterson, right. guys. CP could be Panther. The Panther position. <laughs> Could be anything. Could be anything. <laughs> Could be anything. <laughs> the X Factor. It's Arthur Smith with us here. Uh, in the trenches, we, we said it from the moment we saw the first practice minicamp. Bigger size-wise, more physicality, and it just seems like this is more of an Arthur Smith-type football team than what you had when you first got here. Well, we, you know, we're fortunate when you're in a, in a stable and a great organization, and I mean that in all sincerity. It's very rare. Terry and I talk about it all the time. I mean, you, you know, you're fortunate as hell to even get the opportunity to get a job, and then you know, things that they'd had success here, and then you're just in a transition. And uh, so some things, you know, it takes things that you plan for and some things you didn't plan for, but you got to be able to adapt it and you truly get to build something. Uh, it's kind of rare. So a lot of times you take over, and usually the team, whatever, they needed to change, and it's just the opposite of what was there before, but there have been some established things. And we've been in a, in a good transition, so we've kind of built it in three tiers. There's guys that were here that are thankful they were here, the A.J. Terrells, the Chris Lindstroms, Grady, you know, Jake. Um, guys that are that are good players that are that are our kind of guys, and there's been guys that we love to coach that were at the end of their career, and uh, guys we couldn't bring back, you know, because of those cap restrictions. And so and then you know the guys we drafted, and you're developing there, and then being active in free agency and trying to be creative. And so it's like we've got some really good young guys that we've drafted and developed, and we brought in post draft. Got some guys that we inherited, or guys in the middle part that we brought in in free agency, and we got some good veterans that can still play. So feel really good about the depth there. We were with uh, Mr. Blank a couple of weeks ago, Arthur Blank. We were at his offices down there. And I'll say this, Coach. Uh, we asked him about you and, and Terry, and he said, they had a plan, and they stuck to it. Yeah. And he was like, you guys were adamant about having the way we we're going to go about this, and you stayed the course. And I think that's important for Falcon fans to realize, like, this isn't we're, we're wavering and, oh, well, we're going to do this. This has kind of been the plan all along. It just – takes a minute to get there right right and then the other thing too is, is you got to build a competitive culture so you know even going into last year you, you don't want to go in there and just you're not we're not going to concede anything so you know the chip on our shoulder whatever it is you, you want to have results and that's why we fought like hell and sometimes we went unconventional wisdom and part of the reason those rushing numbers were so high is we felt i mean hell we were running plays that uh, out of the pistol that you know they were running at georgia tech with pepper rogers <laughs> And Marcus was running some of the, you know, zone read stuff. And it was working. Sure. You know, there's there no, you know, we're, some of the things we did on third down. Right. Hey, hey, who said we had to line up and drop back? And, 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 you know, if we didn't think that was our best answer. And, you know, it's unfortunate that we didn't uh, win a couple of those other close games or we could have gotten some playoff experience. But we didn't. That's the reality of it. But you go in there and you, you try to kick the can down the road. Screw that. Yeah. Like, that's not building a winning culture. And we, we know and the habits and guys – you got to keep morale, and you got to got to show results, and uh, you know not what we wanted, but it helped building along the way, especially with these young guys. Guy come from college that haven't been in a lot of close games, so that that should help us. It is Arthur Smith with us guys live here at Falcons uh, headquarters. From guys who coach Pop Warner to dudes who play Madden at home, everybody thinks they're the strategist. How will this That's a convenient offense narrative? <laughs> sure. <will> this, <laughs> I'm getting the Madden and the fantasy out of the way early, but it, it, you're going to play to your strengths. I mean, you you but as a coach and you're the offensive mind, the feel for the how, who you're going to with all these weapons that you've assembled for this for this year. Sure, I mean that's that's what you want. You want to have options. You want to be balanced. You don't want to be, you know, that's the thing year after year. I mean, you look how we 
attack people in 21 is very different than 22, and it's going to be different this season. But you got a lot of flexible pieces, and it depends what you know the, the defense has to say too. So, right. you know, a lot of times it's, hey, you feel you got the matchup wherever they're in. If you get a man coverage, well, you know you, that's what you're looking for there. Or if you, hey, they're going to pack, you know, they're going to shade to a certain side of the field with you know rolling the coverage, or they're going to try to pack the paint for whatever. We got to be able to go, you know, uh, you know, away from their strength, and that's the that's the game you play. And when you got a lot of uh, pieces that are multiple and guys that can do a lot of different things. Then you don't become obvious in situational football where they can't just double one guy, right. and that's what you want. That that's what, to me, that's what helps. And you talk about things that give you conviction. It naturally works itself out. I used to say this all the time in Tennessee. You want everybody to feel like they've got a they got a chance, and then naturally, Derek and AJ scored a lot of touchdowns, but made it harder to defend in the red zone when you're not just static and they can't just double person and you're holding the football. So that's what we want to be, and we need to score more touchdowns and and. We know, we know all that, but we got a lot of guys that can punch the ball in the end zone. I call that last mile delivery. That's what you got to have because some of those plays that are on two yard line, right. you got certain guys. I mean, you saw last year with CP. He's one of those guys. He's a last mile delivery. Right. He's got standing in the hole two yards. John O was a guy like that in Tennessee. So we got a lot of guys that we feel good about. Was Pitts kind of have to be brought along a little bit slower this year because of the injury? Is he finally up to 100%? Well, look, no, those are good, good questions. And uh, feel good about where Kyle's at. And he's going to have an enormous role in this team this year. And, it, and trust me, it, it wasn't by, uh, you know, the impact he has when, when he wasn't out there, you know, a lot of questions, and, and deservedly so. I mean, okay, you got a guy that came off, broke a lot of records in 21. People forget that. You talk about recently bias. He broke damn near every record, went to the Pro Bowl. And, you know, for whatever reason, things that we didn't hit or didn't go, you know, whatever, and we got to continue to do a better job. And so, you know, Kyle, but when you have the right guys – when you know it's not toxic, is the guy's not there and they're pouting. And all Kyle cares about getting better. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take off. I mean, the guy's 22 years old. Drake London is 22 years old. These guys grow together. You know, it, it'll, it'll happen. And usually when Kyle plays well, we win. And uh, when he was taken out of there, that, that definitely hurt us late, late in the year. Two things, Coach. I know you got to get up out of here. It's Dukes and Bell. Um, one is injury update. Where are we at, Coach, with some of our guys? Can you tell us about Jeff Okuda? Uh, anybody that, you know, we feel like we've been watching here over the last few weeks, yeah. any updates there? Yeah, just, you know, earlier with Jeff, uh, he's doing really well. You know, he didn't practice today. You know, I'm not going to rule him out yet, but he's, he's further along than I thought he'd be. You know, that, that's encouraging. Uh, so whether that's this week or, or next week, you know, with, again, I just hate to put a timeline because there's some things that may come up, but, he, but he's doing really well. Uh, you know, CP and uh, Cordell and, uh, and Patterson and Hodge were out there today which is encouraging. We got to see, but the thing I've got to, you've got to understand is, if a guy's not 100, percent we got to make that call by Friday. Yeah. It's not fair to the right. team, right? And you don't want a guy to go out there, play a couple snaps, and then all of a sudden he's back for three, you know, he's set back for three weeks, or you know, he comes out after quarters. And those, those are decisions you got to live with, and that's the trust that's built back and forth between us and the and the players. So it's encouraging they practice. Coach, one last thing uh, for uh, Falcon fans in our audience. What are we going to get Sunday? We know our teams compete. For week one, uh, there's a lot of excitement. What, what, sure. would, what would you say to Falcon fans about what we're going to get on Sunday? Well, you got a team that's a, that's rear, that they're amped up, ready to go. That was the best Wednesday practice they had in the year. I mean, it was a it was physical up front, and that needs to pay off. So it gives you a chance. You know, as we build in there, we got things we'll correct. But this team's excited. They 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 want to go out there and. It's important for us to win at home. It's important for that crowd, uh, for us. You know, like I said, it's 
you can feel it. When there's a shared energy in there, you can certainly feel it. I know David was telling me you guys were talking about trying to encourage guys to get in there. Uh, you know, I got to check before I write a uh, check that I can't cash. But you know, if I can find a way to incentivize, right. maybe maybe I could I could talk to to Rich McKay or, and Mr. Blank. Maybe see if I can get the first adult beverage on me if people get in there early. Yeah, <laughs> I'll see what that is. I'm happy to pay for that, but I I, right. I can't promise it yet on the air. No doubt. Right. Right. I don't no want doubt. to put myself in you know cash a check. <laughs> you know, write a check I can't cash, but. Uh, uh, I'll plan. look for something if, if that, that's what it takes because we love the fans and this team's ready to go. There's a real buzz on the streets, as we said, to start the interview. People are really excited, and now I, I know you've you got to be chomping at the bit to get out there. Oh, we are. We are. we still got some work to do this week, but we're ready for Sunday. All right, Art. Man, thank you. Thank you all. Appreciate you as always. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll see you next week. Guys, we'll do this on Wednesdays with Coach Arthur Smith. Appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. There will be no surface narratives. <laughs> Interesting that he specifically brought up red zone, right? And the, the number of guys that can punch it in from the red zone down deep. Haven't we talked about that? Oh. Look, no excuses. No reason for them to not be an elite red zone team at 67% or better. All right, what's Buck and Chuck coming up next? All I'll say is the Cowboys are dumb. Actually, we're going to double what's bugging Chuckery coming up. Chuckery in the Key Studios, Sports Radio, now to the game, the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery show, hanging out at the Kia Studios. Nowadays, we can say like we're halfway home, um, you know, at this time of the night. So, um, we're going to take you to 10 o'clock. All right, you, uh, you're up after us, right? Yes. Okay. The uh, Prep the Sports school, Nation. Prep yeah. Sports Nation. Okay. So, we'll prep you for the nation of sports. Is that what, <laughs> what we're doing? So, what do you got coming up uh, tonight? Uh, obviously, going to look back at some of the things that got into last week. Uh, big big cross-country uh, debut for the Marist War Eagles cross-country team. They start their season a little later, so they had a great performance on Saturday. Um, and uh, tease some uh, high school football. Obviously, high school scoreboard show continues. The game I'm covering, which I mentioned earlier, Miller Grove and Campbell. And then uh, we'll hear from Daniel Ndukwe, uh, DN for the Arabia Mountain uh, Rams football team. And then the head coach for the McDonough Warhawks football team, uh, Rodney Coatfield. Uh, Going to check in with him as well. So, so who's in studio this week? Uh, it'll be Sam and Chris again. No, so, no. Oh, on uh, Dom, Dom will be producing this. Okay. Week. Yeah, Dom. Will, he Dom will pretty much be producing moving forward. Okay. And, you know, unless we move some things around. Sure. 
So you're out in the field? Yes, yes, sir. How about Eric Slaughter? Slaughter will be out. At, Slaughter has the uh, – he's got a good game. Peachtree Ridge and Winderboro, both nice. teams coming in at 3-0. and So, yeah, yeah he's Peach got Peachtree Ridge, former state champion. Yeah. The, the made-up high school for Sugarloaf. <laughs> right. Anyway. And then um, uh, if you know that If you know that story, you know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> uh, although, although that was ridiculous a couple years ago when they tied Roswell and they – Anyway, uh, Garrett is in the <laughs> Garrett, field. Garrett will be in the field. Okay. He's got McIntosh and Central Carroll, which uh, I believe that's another both teams going and, in. Uh, and Dylon will be in the field, right? No. Huh? No, 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 no. What? No. Oh, that, that's right. I, I'm sorry. Um, he's going to be the full-time producer for the show, right? Because, no. I mean, he was a producer last year, so he's pro- – no. Huh? No. What? No. Oh, it, oh, I know. He's hosting – no, no, huh? no. What? No, he's actually got a. He's got some some games that he does now on Fridays. Apparently, so like huh. he's. I guess he's. Like, I don't know if it's play by play or what he. But it's so something his he's his, uh, his girlfriend Simone is is covering games like she did last year. Not this. Not huh? this what? week. No, not this week. She oh, actually she did offer to do this week, but uh, oh. we already had picked the game. She hosting so. or producing or no? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess they're big time now. So you know, Dylon is. Big time morning, you know what? The, he's the producer of the morning shaft, right? Morning shift, yep. Yeah, he's got the yep. morning shaft, and then he's um, what? What's that thing he does? The the, the, the uh, home peach tree, bread take, peach tree, peach tree football. Home. Oh, home and then slice yeah, his take. show, yeah, hometown take, his yeah, show, yeah, the home slice take yeah, or whatever. He comes it is, on so. right before okay. uh, morning show. All right, well, listen, I mean, yeah, right before the morning shaft. So, anyway, um, all right, well, that's all good. So, day day will be coming up at uh, ten o'clock uh, here coming up. So. Um, we got uh, a lot to get to still in the, uh, we're going to talk some Michael Harris uh, coming up at the, uh, the top of the hour. And, uh, we're going to get into, um, some of the WWE payback and the CM Punk, uh, drama here a little bit later on in the show uh, tonight. But first though, before we get to anything else, let's get to something we call what's bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Buggin' Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. So the Dallas Cowboys showed up to work today, and they were met with T-shirts and hoodies at their locker. And the phrase that was on them for this year is Carpe Omnia. Carpe Omnia. C-A-R-P. O-M-N-I-A. Now, Day-Day, do you know what carpe means? No, I won't lie. No. All right. Seize. Okay? Like S-I-S-E-I-Z-E. Oh, okay. Um, the word omnia, O-M-N-I-A, I'm, and I may not be pronouncing that right, but omnia is the word for everything. So, seize everything. Carpe omnia. Can I ask a stupid question? I, I'm day day, and I'm just I'm I'm asking right you ahead. this, okay? Um, why not just say seize everything? Why do you have to get all fancy pants of carpe omnia? If the two words mean seize everything, and carpe omnia is how many words is it? Two. That's more than one. Right? Yeah. Less than three? Yes. Okay. How many words is seize everything? Two. That's more than one? Yes. But less than three? Yes. So why not just say seize everything? Maybe like, again, 
Mike McCarthy, these guys really do try to out just, again, this sounds like Dan Quinn's influence. How long before Mike McCarthy talks about hoodies and T-shirts with the Bears loose? How long before we get that? Or how long before we hear do right longer? Fast and Furious, Hunger Games Index, Iron Sharpens whatever, you know, Dull Butter Blades. How, how, all Gas, No Breaks. Like how, this sounds like something right out of the playbook of Dan Quinn. Dan's still there, right? He's still coaching the defense, yeah, right? He's still there, yep. Huh. This sounds like something that comes from Falcons circa 2015. Carpe omnia. Instead of just saying seize everything, we've got to give it up. What's the what's the word for bears loose? Carpe bera? What's the what's the term for that? The bears loose. <sighs> Here's Micah Parsons. Quote, I think uh, him showing a bunch of the families and what is what is your why and who you're fighting for, I thought that was important. Seeing my family up there, I was just like, man, sometimes in life you take this moment for granted. You're like, I got to get better next week. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have to get any better than he is. He's the most dominant player in the NFL defensively. But, okay, they've even got him brainwashed now. Hopefully he'll get out of Dallas here soon. Hopefully when it comes time to pay him that he'll get out of Dallas so they can go to a real team. Carpe Omnia. Just say seize everything. Why not? Why 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 have to make it into some kind of gimmick? <sighs> Lord have mercy. All right. Now, another what's bugging Chuckley. They did you see this on Twitter? They had picture day for the California Angels. So, you know, like teams take a photo. Yeah, yeah. Used to be in the old days, you'd have a baseball card with the team photo on it, right? Right. And maybe they still do. Maybe they still have team photos on baseball cards or whatever like that. But they, so the, the California Angels took their team photo, okay? And this, this is great. So who's arguably the most important player for the California Angels? Shoei Antani. Who is maybe the most popular player on the California Angels? Otani. Who is maybe the MVP of the league for the California Angels? Otani. Who is maybe considered the best player in Major League Baseball doing things we've never seen before in our lifetime for the California Angels? Otani. Shohei Otani didn't show up for the uh, photo. They used a body double. And they will presumably Photoshop him in. He was taken through a back exit by Angels PR. He wasn't there. Now, just spitballing here, okay? Who might be maybe the most popular California Angel going right now? Otani. 
who may be the single best player in all of Major League Baseball? Otani. Who may be arguably the greatest two-way player, you know, pitcher playing multiple positions? Who might that guy be? Shohei Otani. Who really probably should get the hell out of Dodge and get away from the California Angels before it gets any worse? That would be Otani. Oh, okay. Who didn't show up for picture day? They used a body double. And they'll Photoshop him in. How stupid is this whole thing? How ridiculous is this whole thing? How do you have picture day without arguably the most popular player? Is Could you make a case, Day Day, that he's the most popular player in baseball just because of how freakish he is and what he can do? I think there's a Without case a that doubt. could be made. Yeah. And he wasn't available for it. They're using a body double. What did he have going on? Was was he was he writing Cowboys logos for the year? Carpe Carpe Muncher or whatever? I mean, what 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 again was he doing that was more important than being at picture day for I don't know, maybe the most popular player in Major League Baseball, maybe the best player in Major League Baseball, maybe one of the faces of the sport of Major League Baseball. What exactly would he have been doing that they needed a body double and will most likely have to Photoshop him in? Something smells fishy about this whole thing. Something seems out of whack with this whole thing. But, again, maybe he was busy writing slogans for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, when we get back, we're going to talk about Michael Harris. Look at Michael Harris year over year, from one year last year to now what he's done this year. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 19 on the game, the Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.